At Little Bird Marketing, we don't know all the answers, but we happen to know a lot of people who combined do. We've asked some big dogs, some tenacious thought leaders to share their real experiences, mindsets, and tips for managing through this difficulty. Welcome to the MR Leadership Series. You'll hear from market research thought leaders, and this week includes Mario Carrasco of Think Now, Ryan Berry of Zappi, Sandy Casey of Innovate MR, Ann Brown of Gazelle Global, and Meryl Dubrow from Mark Research. These shorter, punchy interviews are geared toward powerful and candid answers to truly relevant business challenges. If you enjoyed this episode, take to social media and thank a leader for volunteering their time in this way. Be sure to use the hashtag alwaysbehelping. Enjoy! I've had the privilege of knowing Ann Brown for many years, and of course, I'm sure you might be tired of hearing me say this, but I met this wonderful person through Women in Research, and um, I am so happy to have her on the show. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. She is an entrepreneur, which is where we absolutely connect. She's a founding partner of Gazelle Global Research, and she has traveled all over the world doing amazing data collection, data processing, and just all the management experience that she has is really um, serving the market research industry at a very high level. And when I mean high level, it's great thoughts up here, but I'm talking about like elbow grease and practical knowledge. She brings that to clients in order to solve really some wicked challenges that people are facing getting global research done. So Ann Brown, welcome to Ponderings from the Perch. Thank you so much, Priscilla, for those kind words. And I also want to thank you for the leadership that you have shown in this very difficult time with uh, your thought leadership on marketing and sales, how you've reached out to all of us with your thoughts and your help. It's it's just been very comforting and uh, very special a very special time. And I I thank you for that. Oh, well, thanks so much. And you know, we do have a good group of women, we just got to keep relying on each other. And there's some great men surrounding women in research as well. And it's about can I help you right in this moment and then someone else helping back and it's been super great. But I've been thinking about you a lot, especially because of the, the global aspect of not only your work in market research and the operational you know, piece that you deliver, but also because this is a global pandemic. So let's start right off the bat with that. You have so many projects in the field globally. So tell us how the shutdown and even, even if you can see a little bit forward, a restart, really for you across the globe has been more of a wave rather than a off and on switch for Gazelle Global and the team that's out there working right now. Well, the shutdown was a bit of a turnoff switch. Uh, (laughs) Jobs that that were in the works, possibly already programmed uh, when the country shut down and we really couldn't do in-person research. So even with social distancing, it, it just wasn't happening. And so uh, many jobs that we had in the field, I can, I can just remember a few, uh, some things in the UK, uh, some things in China, and a little bit in uh, Brazil, uh, just all came to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is we did finish a project in China uh, just before COVID really kind of just blew up there. So that was good. We got that out of field and um, that worked out well, but everything else pretty much shut down. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm, I'm just seeing, you know, of course we could still do online. I guess we'll talk about that a little later, but business isn't uh, as brisk as it was, we could say. Right. Um, 
<laughs> but I, I think that some, there is a, a kind of a little glimmer that we're seeing. Uh, we spoke to someone today uh, who said that Man they think that Manila will be back open around possibly the 15th of May. So and I think uh, there's some work that can be done now in China. And I think Europe, uh, you know, we saw on TV over the weekend that in Spain, for instance, they had children outside for an hour. And you could see, you know, people welcoming the fact that they could be out in the open air again. So I do think that probably toward the end of May, uh, the beginning of June, I think that there will be more in-person research done, probably with social distancing. Uh, but I think we'll be able to uh, get a little bit more in-person work done mm -hmm. at that time. Yeah. So when you say in person and we're talking about this global, that's, you know, just if people really don't understand what Gazelle Global does, you know, they're the feet on the ground, the back end operations to so many other MR agencies. So let me ask you this, Anne, as the back end operational team for so many MR agencies, what do you anticipate is going to happen when the surge of requests comes back? <laughs> what, you know, it, the reality is, is that some teams have shrunk, sadly, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, obviously some projects shrunk with that, which is what was the demand. But we're going to have a surge of some type of research that needs to be done. But now it's very possible that some of those MR agencies that relied on you heavily in the past now are actually dealing with even fewer people on their team. How yes. do you think that's going to shake out? I think that what's going to happen is what has happened in the past uh, when agencies contracted. I mean, I think, you know, years ago, there were much bigger research departments in clients and end users. And when those contracted, uh, market research companies flourished. So because they would then be able to supply uh, the smaller teams of the clients and the end users with the support that they needed. And I think the same thing is going to happen again now. Um, you know, I think the, um, you know, the acronym that we're all using now, always be helping. I think what's going to happen is that companies like Gazelle and others, you know, uh, others companies that do the things that we do are going to be the support service and the, the support structure for uh, research companies and even end users who, where the teams are shrunken and they need more support. So I think that, you know, we'll be there for them just as we have been in the past. Right, right. So <laughs> tell, tell everybody a, a little bit, give them a little bit of taste of the kind of back-end operational things that your team does, because you do maintain feet on the ground across the globe in order to give people, you know, operational and getting getting their, their research into field quickly with some expertise, but yet they don't have the overhead of all those experts when they don't have work. So right. what are some of those things like, you know, top down that you do? Yeah, we're, you know, we're just like a, a menu item, you know, pick one from column A, one from column B. So uh, our strengths are our global sample, our global field work, all methodologies. So we program and host online surveys. Uh, we do data processing. We do coding and coding in language. We translate into about 100 languages. You know, our strong suit is our global field management and our field management in the U.S., our programming and hosting, and our online sample. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the support that we give our customers more than just the fact that we can do these things because a lot of people say that they can do them. But I, I think it's just the support that we give our, our customers, and I think it's the trust that we've built up over the years. When they come to us, they know they're going to get the job done correctly. I just think that's what it's about. And that's, I think that's what will help uh, companies going forward when uh, their teams are smaller. 
Right. Well, I would agree with that. I think, you know, really what you're talking about there is a sense of confidence because, um, you know, companies want to go out, MR agencies want to go out and actually bid for more work. But the reality is it can be a little bit daunting because they're bidding for work that maybe their team now and the size and what they have available to them, it's not possible for them to get it done on their own. But maybe there are some MR firms who are going to have to actually go out and bid for things maybe they wouldn't have in a normal situation. Work could be maybe a little less ideal, but, you know, MR firms are going to need to be getting it done. So I would like to hear your thoughts about that. What do you think the long-term ramifications could be for how MR firms bid for work? And the specific thing about that, Anne, is I'd love to hear, because you have such a long perspective in the industry, you've seen end clients' research departments expand and contract, going from insourcing all of their MR <laughs> insights, you know, to outsourcing it. Oh, no, we want all the MR firms. And, you know, an MR firm's even getting really big. We're going to have all of the expertise on staff. And, oh, no, we want to be really lean. You know, this is a constant ebb and flow. This isn't new to COVID. But now, with that in mind, what do you foresee happening? How are MR firms going to get that confidence to bid for the work? I, I think several things. There are several different components to this question. Um, I mean, one of the things that um, has been around and is going to stay is the procurement issue. And users are still going to be using procurement. And I think that is a very difficult process for some market research agencies. And um, I think that that process alone is, is a very difficult one. But when you get down to the market research agencies, I think that one of the things that we're seeing today is that there are multiple scenarios that have to happen in bidding because we really don't know what the situation is going to be like in country or even here in the U.S. We don't really know what the situation is going to be when the job is actually going to happen. Oh, that is interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Like you're having to, people are having to bid for it right now without knowing whether that's going to be online qual or yeah. IDIs. Yeah, we don't know if it's online qual. We don't know if it's in person. We don't know if it's um, in a mall. We don't know if it's going to be uh, forced to be online. Uh, we really just don't know. And when it gets in country, it's even more complicated. Um, you, you know, we don't know what the social distancing rules are going to be in country. So we're having to provide a lot more scenarios in the current bidding. And, and I think that that's going to happen even into the fall and maybe the beginning of next year, because we don't know what the waves are going to be of this COVID. And, we, you know, there's some hope. I think somebody in Oxford, England, thinks that they might have a vaccine, which would be amazing. We just don't know what's going to happen. So I think that the, the process is going to be what it is right now, which is multiple scenarios and bidding. Hmm, yeah, for sure. Well, tell me a little bit about, you know, how you've been managing your team. First of all, I'd like to say how much, you know, we've been thinking about you because you're based out of New York. And I know this has been really difficult, but you do have to be considering all of your team all over the world. So what's something that has worked for you, keeping your team together and keeping them engaged and and, and connected and, and all of those things that we really need that heart in it right now? What's working for the Gazelle Global? team? Zoom. <laughs> Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Luckily, we've been virtual for a long time so that we were able to operate day one, really. Uh, you know, we were in the office on Thursday. On Friday, we all started working from home. And that was that. So, the funny part about Gazelle is we were supposed to be moving. So our office leases up 
Uh, oh, actually, today is the last day. Um, so we'll really be going to be going into the office to just pack up our stuff. And um, we're really going to work virtually for a little while until this all shakes loose because, you know, they're really, uh, we just can't uh, foresee us moving into office space in the city right at this moment. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to remain virtual um, until there's some, you know, we just see the direction uh, that the world is going in. Right. Is is there something that's been grounding you as a leader as you've been talking to your, you know, to your employees and, and even to the clients? Is what, What's giving you assurance right now? And how, how are you being able to move through it? Yeah, we've, I've, we've been reaching out to our customers and just talking to them about how they're doing. Um, you know, is everything okay? Uh, but I, I have to say uh, that another source of support for me has been my wire network, you, uh, Kristen, and all of my wire exec friends. Uh, we've been uh, we've been talking on the phone. Um, I've been calling people. We've been texting. We've been in Slack. Uh, and I just think that it, the need to be in touch right now is so important. Uh, and I, I think that's just what's been carrying me through. Mm, I love it. I have something that I, I, I really want to say um, about some feelings that I have. And that is, I would just like to sort of say, make a little comment to the end users on the client side here. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that they have a wonderful opportunity right now. This window is going to close. There's an amazing opportunity now to reach people that they would never reach. They will never be able to talk to someone online uh, because certain people probably aren't online that often. They're busy. Uh, maybe they're professionals, people, the, the public, the consumer, they want to communicate right now. And this is a wonderful opportunity for the client side to reach a population that they may never have an opportunity to reach again. And yet we see very little work coming through. So I'm just, just throwing it out there yeah. that we really need to restart. Aren't they interested in the consumer landscape today? And what the consumers are thinking about, you know, come the, the new, what's the new normal, you know? Right. Are they going to continue using their favorite brand or are they going to start using the less expensive brand that they maybe saw in the store now and have started to use? Right. Does, right. Don't they want to know? <laughs> so. Yeah. And we've all had experiences with different brands that we weren't anticipating ever having. Yeah. We might never have used it. So <laughs> no. don't the end users out there, hello out there, right. don't you want to know? <laughs> Yeah. Come on. I, Let's I get going, it. guys. Yeah. And the reality is they're going to have to know. And so, you know, we're going to have to be prepared for it. But the people who get started on that first, I believe, you know, what is the message behind what you're saying is the companies who really seize this moment and get started on this research first are going to be the winners in terms of understanding how exactly consumer sentiment has shifted. Because the consumers want to tell them. Right. Right now, consumers are bored. They want to talk. <laughs> Where normally they're hanging up on, you know, someone yeah. calling for a survey. Now they're like, let me tell you a few things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People want to share how they feel. Oh. It, it's, it's just an opportune moment. Yeah. I think at a very rare moment in time. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. And this has been so great. Thank you. I know you're incredibly busy right now with your whole team, um, but I appreciate you coming on and giving us just a little bit of insight from your perspective about what's going on and how we can actually carry through. I do want people to connect with you. It's Ann Brown. It seems really easy, but it is Ann with an E. <laughs> so connect with her on LinkedIn. She's great about getting back on there. And I know that she'd be willing to connect you with other people in women in research, which we love to plug here because it's free. It's always free. Go visit womeninresearch.org. Anne has been a huge supporter of it. And she's been a big mentor and sponsor of a lot of people who have come through that program. And that's one of the things that's super beautiful. When we have something to give, we give it out and we have someone who we can call. And there are a lot of men surrounding that support WIRE as well and all the different companies that are that are sponsoring it. But that is what makes a difference right now. And just getting to hear a little bit of what's going on in your mind right now as a leader who has seen so much in this industry and has so much to give to it. I do wish you all the best in New York and as you take care of your team across the globe. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Priscilla. Really, I just feel humbled by things that you've said and I really appreciate you asking me to join your podcast today. Well, let's have another great dinner the next time we're out at a conference yeah. together and we're oh, going yeah. gonna to get the, the biggest martini possible and let's have oh, a good time. Definitely. <laughs> You're on. I love it. Thanks from, again. from all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, thanks for joining us. Stay safe and always happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.